step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChampaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to the 2022 Women's Chess Championship. Last year's champion, Shabana Mali, has defended her title thus far, and we're in the final game of the championship with newcomer Brandy Monroe. It looks like Shaban is starting with her signature opener, setting up the Nimzowicz larsen attack. Shaban is known for her decisiveness and quick turnaround, so it'll be interesting to see how Brandy's more methodical and pensive style will affect her. Brandy is contemplating the board. It looks like Brandy was going for a queen's knight, but has changed her mind. Yes, Brandy is moving her knight's pawn instead. This is a classic defense against Nimzowicz Larson. Brandy has done her homework. This is shaping up to be a great game. Shabon is surveying the board. She's moving toward her king's bishop. Is she going to continue with... No, she's reconsidering. Oh, she's engaging her king's knight. This is a surprise. Will Brandy have a direct response to this, or is she setting up an attack? It looks like she's decided on the rock. Let's see what she does. Yes! Yes! It looks as though Brandy has chosen the reverse cowpoke diversion, which is typically a move made in Monopoly championships, but an interesting choice here. It will take the judges a few hours to sort out the winners, so look for those results along with instant replays and extended interviews on our website. We'll be back with the results of the 2022 Scrabble Porn Challenge after these messages. I can't believe how much prices have shot up. I can barely keep up with my bills and groceries. And the landlord just told me he has to raise my rent so he can pay his bills. What a mess. I bet you're sorry you voted for old Joe now, aren't you? What are you talking about? He's doing a great job. This isn't his fault. Besides, he made gas prices go down. But you just contradicted yourself. If he didn't cause the prices to go up, how can you give him credit for bringing them down? He's doing a great job. His approval rating is through the roof. Through what roof? 
No one likes him. It doesn't matter if no one likes him because everyone likes him. In spite of every single fact right in her face, she still spouts nonsense with such conviction. How does she do it? That's easy. Your friend uses Deniatol, the newest medication from CCW Labs. Deniatol allows you to have truly independent thoughts without the pressure of using logic, compassion, or decency. With Deniatol, you can live in your own peaceful bubble, enjoying true creativity. Let's see another example of how Deniatol can enhance your life. Joe, I wanted to talk to you about your job performance. Yeah, what about it? According to the numbers, your performance has been slipping steadily over the last three months. I'm going to have to give you a verbal warning. I'm not slipping. You're full of it. Okay. Look, Joe, here are the numbers. This is proof that you're not doing as well as you had been. You went from a 90% success rate to 85 and then 72. Now look, Joe, you've been here a long time and I really want to help. Let's work together to fix this, all right? There ain't nothing to fix. You're discriminating against me. I'm doing nothing of the sort. Everyone here is being held to the same standards. Standards are racist. But how can we be accountable without standards? Accountability is racist. What are you talking about? You're just using your position to discriminate against me. Discriminate? Joe, we're both Hispanic. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go to HR and report you for using racist numbers against me. Now numbers are racist? Oh, the hell with it. Just get back to work and try to do better this month, all right? Asking me to improve is... Please just go, all right? All right. Thanks, Deny It All. Deny It All. For the life you choose. Only from CCW Labs. Use only as directed. Deny it all should be taken by prescription only unless the doctor tells you that you can't have it, in which case you should either scream and cry and beg until they give in or go to a border town where someone will just hand it to you through the fence. Do not take with alcohol, cola, juice, water, milk, coffee, root beer, tea, grape beverages, ginger ale, Dr. Pepper, coconut milk, lemonade, or susperilla. Side effects may include blurred vision, slurred speech, stroke, heart attack, diabetes, or lycanthropy. Avoid using heavy machinery, baseball bats, dog toys, guitars, wheelbarrows, horseshoes, or submarines. Deny it all is a registered trademark of CCW Labs, and you are not allowed to use it unless you hit like, share, subscribe, and send lots and lots and lots of money to counterculturewise.com. Good evening, boys and girls. We have a fabulous show for you this evening. Tonight, believe it or not, Facebook and I almost said FaceTube and YouBook accidentally helped us out. We'll talk about the Twitter takeover. We'll get an update on what lockdowns have done to children, not that we didn't already know. We have lots of news of the weird and wonderful, plus a bonus Florida Man segment. Don't go anywhere except to like, share, and subscribe. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overprohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, 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 hello. I am your hostess with the mostest, Ms. Melanie Hope. And me, my red hair, my orange cat, my black dog are all here with my best friend, my husband, my co-host, and my sweet baboo, Mr. James Modis. Um, thanks. Melanie, I forgot to tell you before the show started, I, I fired our janitor for smoking pot. We knew he was a pot smoker. Why'd you Why'd you do that? I just can't deal with high maintenance people. Babu. I just uploaded all new sound effects. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. In an order where I can try to figure out where they are. In fact, here's one for you. Drop everything. No matter where you're listening, no matter what platform you're on. Whether you're in our chat or you're listening to us after the fact on any of the fantastic places that podcasts are found, except YouTube because they keep taking us down, but we might stick some stuff there anyway. Drop everything, like, share, subscribe, spread the word, send it near and far, tell everybody about us. Only you can prevent forest fires. Spay and neuter your pets, always wear your seatbelt, and tell people about this podcast. Thank I think you. you've covered everything. I think I, think, I, think I did. Yes. Yeah. Quite an interesting week. Interesting, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, we, be, we, we were bestowed a label on every single post that we make on Facebook from now, now on. It says, satire page. <laughs> it only took them seven years to figure that out. <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Satire page. I'm I'm kind of honored actually. It's like everything I posted, like satire page. I'm like, hey, the sky's blue. Satire page. <laughs> Whatever works. Hey, Facebook's a great place. Satire page. <laughs> <laughs> we love Facebook. Satire, satire page. page. That Jack Dorsey, great guy. <laughs> satire page. Yeah, so that's a lot of fun. So I'm I'm honored. I'm I'm honored. I feel like we're, you know, all. All one of our audience and all five of our followers are now going to be thrilled to see that we're a satire page. <laughs> they were the first ones to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we talked a few weeks ago about hitting the algorithm for like a blissful, beautiful five minutes on ScrewTube and getting a couple thousand hits on our holy crap videos that I spend all week working on. And then, of course, literally the next day we we went from several thousand views to 50 a week right. if we're lucky and actually fewer than that sometimes and uh, our video from two weeks ago all of a sudden must have accidentally hit the algorithm again because we got about three grand in a couple minutes and several more uh subscribers so this is exciting and, and people are starting to engage they're they're talking to us in Chat. I think it's hilarious, though, because every message that people leave, they're talking to Chuck. And I don't think Chuck even knows. Uh, I know that it's a very stressful job for him. Uh, yeah, he he tends to 
say hi when he walks in, record. And then, and then leave crying. And then uh, leave very upset. I've noticed he, his flasks are getting bigger and bigger. I don't blame him. I gave, I gave him a raise, but, I mean, every time I give him a raise, his alcohol consumption just goes up. Yeah. He holds and, it together, I, I, though. I've, I've he holds smelled, it together. Uh, I've, I've smelled Terrytons lately. Terrytons? Cigarettes. Oh, yeah. oh. Oh, I didn't know he smoked. Oh. Well, he he hadn't for years. Oh, dear. That poor man. Yeah. Um, reporting the news has got to be, I mean, the real news. I mean, you look at the the carefully quafted, uh, you know, pinky lifting so-called reporters on TV, and you know that they never actually face reality at all. Yeah. That Boy, when you really have to go face down in reality, it, it, it's, it, it wears on you. Well, the thing is, I mean, you see these journalists on the field, like during a war or something, and they get all these accolades. They finally get promoted to anchor person or you know featured person and that all just goes away supposedly don lemon used to work for nbc has don lemon ever reported news because well i don't think he'd know what it was if it bit him in the black hiney like his husband bites him in the black hiney that's that's gonna hurt yeah well sweet chicken biscuits (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I have to tell you more that we uh, live in a very, very small town deep in the heart of Texas. I'm not going to reveal where that is for obvious reasons, but they just opened a new coffee shop down the street, and on the sign it said, grand opening October 29th, and we're like, yay, new coffee shop that's not a Starbucks, and we're all excited and everything, and then a couple days later, on the sign it says, you know, grand opening October 29th, and above it it said, sweet chicken biscuits. Now... I haven't lived my whole life in Texas. I mean, I am a Texan because I was born here, but I haven't lived here. So I thought sweet chicken biscuits was just a f- fun way to say, hey, this is exciting. This is cool. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, how are you doing? Wow, I'm just finer and frog hair. You know, it's a, yeah, a, a colloquialism. Kind of a colloquialism yeah. No, it turns out they actually do sell sweet chicken biscuits, and they're quite yummy. Yeah, I was um, – we're on our way to, to another event, which I doubt we're even going to talk about. But, they, but we stopped, and we got – very good coffee from them. I was originally going to have a bagel and cream cheese, but they were they didn't have them in stock yet. I mean, first day th- yeah. those things happened. So I had a sweet chicken biscuit as well, and they were huge and they were delicious. And yeah, they make Whataburger look bleh. They were very good. And yeah. you, and I well, I've I've had the Whataburger breakfast sandwiches. They're quite good. Are they good? Yeah. Well, these I when I got it, it's like there's nothing on here. There's no cheese or mayo or anything and jim says just just trust me because i'd already had a bite yeah they're pretty good yeah they're yeah. really good uh, not something i could eat so. often because they have a lot of sugar in them <laughs> yes but we will be having uh, coffee breaks there quite frequently yes. since it's like less than five minutes from our home yes and who knows maybe we'll have them on the show it's a family-owned business they're yeah. they're a one-off it's exciting i'm glad that they're starting a business in this volatile yeah, and it's it's um, in the space where an old chicken place used to be. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the chicken place literally moved across the street. Yeah, a brand place. new building. So. Yeah, <laughs> brand new building, same store. Yeah, so yeah, that was sweet chicken biscuits. Well, the reason I'm saying that is because sweet chicken biscuits, Twitter is free. For those of you living under Kinda, a rock. Or it will be eventually, sort of. those of you living under a rock, Elon Musk finally followed through on his threat to buy Do, do you know what, what started this all? Do you know the story behind? I, I do not. Why, why don't you enlighten okay. me? Because I I don't have the Babylon Bee. The Babylon Bee started this entire thing when they posted 
that the man of the year was Rachel Levine, and Twitter banned them. A satire A satire page. A satire page. Uh Just like ours. Uh, Banned them for their satire story because, you know, you can't call a mentally ill man, I'm sorry, a fat, ugly, mentally ill man in a dress who's supposed to be our our deputy uh, health advisor. You can't call him a man because um, reasons. Anyway, so they banned the Babylon Bee. Well, apparently Elon Musk actually got a hold of the editor and said, I might have to buy Twitter. Huh. So he's he's not a um, he's not a righty. I mean, they're trying to paint him out. Oh, he's a white supremacist Nazi Trump supporter. No, he's none of that stuff. He's not. He wasn't even political before. But he is, right. being from South Africa, he really genuinely loves America and he believes in free speech. And mm-hmm. he's he's a uh, he saw that. He goes, well, you can't ban comedy. You, right. you can't ban satire. And and sure enough, that's what they're doing. So he literally said, I might have to buy Twitter and. Hilarity the, ensued. He he actually followed through. Can you imagine being having so much fu money that you could be like, you know, think I'm buy me some Twitter, <laughs> and then of course it went back and forth and back and forth and but back and forth, and then the government the tried to step in and yeah, it reminds me of the line in Citizen Kane. He wants to buy a newspaper. You know, yeah. Like, well, what I'm loving are all the 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 blue check whining pansies that are like, we shouldn't allow billionaires to be in charge of the media. It's like, uh, that's since when? The way like, it's that's been literally since the way it's always been. <laughs> at least for the last 75 years. I mean, and, and, and they're reporting this on their iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and posting it to Twitter. <laughs> it was already owned by a billionaire. You know, it's ridiculous. Anyway, and or... Um, TikTok, which is owned by the CCP, or Instagram, which is just Google, or Facebook. Facebook, I don't know. They're all they're all the freaking same. Anyway, I thought it would be fun to read the full text of the open letter that the Twatter staff wrote. (laughs) I cannot wait to hear this. Um, I've not read it yet. Well, stop me if I start laughing so hard I can't breathe. You might have to bring me some more water because this this is this is good. Now, keep in mind, these are employees. These are employees. Okay, these are people that got a job and are getting paid to do whatever their job is, which apparently is get free food and drink wine on tap from what I've seen in the videos. So this goes to staff, Elon Musk, and board of directors. We, the undersigned Twitter workers, believe the public conversation is in jeopardy. See, I'm already laughing. <laughs> just you can keep laughing. Just don't don't insert your uh, don't insert your usual commentary okay, okay. because otherwise I'm try. I'll get I'm gonna confused. Try. Elon Musk's plan to lay off 75% of Twitter workers will hurt Twitter's ability to serve the public conversation. The threat of this magnitude is reckless, undermines our users' and customers' trust in our platform, and is a transparent act of worker intimidation. Commentary. So, basically, being told to do your damn job is intimidation, because if that's too much for you, maybe, maybe you should just grow up a little bit so that you can keep a job. Just putting that out there. And the... uh, the, uh, undermines our trust that ship sailed continued sail 
sailing, fell off the edge of the world, wrapped itself around back the underside, sailed the other direction, and fell off the other other side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was for you flat earthers. Shout out. <laughs> Yo. God. Uh, now somebody somewhere is going to clip this and th- say I'm a flat earther. Probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. Twitter has significant effects on societies and communities across the globe. Oh, Unfortunately my. true. <laughs> Aren't we narcissistic? As we speak, Twitter is helping to uplift independent journalism in Ukraine and Iran, as well as powering social movements around the world. Spare me. By censoring them? A threat to workers at Twitter is a threat to Twitter's future. These threats have an impact on us as workers and demonstrate a fundamental disconnect with the realities of operating Twitter. They threaten our livelihoods, access to essential health care, and the ability for visa holders to stay in the country they work in. (laughs) That was the end of it? (laughs) cannot do our work in an environment of constant harassment and threats without our work there is no twitter (laughs) with your work there's not going to be much of a twitter i bet you not a single person who wrote this letter could even tell us what they do (laughs) they probably have a title that's six miles long and they literally don't do a dang thing it's possible. We call on Twitter management and Elon Musk to cease these negligent layoff threats. As workers, we deserve concrete commitments so we can continue to preserve the integrity of our platform. Oh, God, I'm starting to sound like a Twitter employee. <clears throat> employee, remember, employee. We demand of current and future leadership respect. We demand leadership and respect of the platform and workers who maintain it by committing to preserving the current headcount. Or I'm going to hold my breath. Safety. We demand that leadership does not discriminate against workers on the basis of their race, gender, disability, sexual orientation, or... But that's... Wait, hold on. Or... <laughs> or, or political beliefs. This is Twitter saying that they don't want someone to discriminate against them based on their political beliefs. Is that not the absolute most hilarious thing you've heard all it's week? It's funny, but it's also federal law anyway. Well, except for the political belief thing, which is the one thing that they've used to basically get rid of anybody they disagree with. But yeah, the the rest is all just federal law. So basically we demand... We demand that the law be followed. Great, thanks. No problem. Oh, That's God, covered. we should have had Max read this. He would have been perfect. Yeah. Protection. We demand Elon Musk explicitly commit to preserve our benefits, those both listed in the merger agreement and not, e.g., remote work. We demand leadership to establish and ensure fair severance policies for all workers before and after any change in ownership. They're, 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 about, they're about to get fired and they want to keep their bennies. Oh, of course they do. Yeah. Who you wouldn't? Know, you know, they I have mean, wine on tap. I, I mean, I work from home and I don't even have wine on tap. We demand... Tra- <laughs> what do you bet it's just like a box with a hose in it? <laughs> I would imagine... 
dignity. We demand transparent, prompt, and thoughtful communication around our working conditions. Okay, here you go. Transparent, prompt, and thoughtful communication. You're fired! Woo! I made the dog You're fired. <laughs> you're fired, and you're fired, and you're fired, and why are you even here? <laughs> We demand to be treated with dignity and to not be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires. All of a sudden, they have a problem with billionaires. All of a sudden. Know, and you know, uh, yep. George Soros and... And suddenly, and, we did not like billionaires. Anymore. <laughs> and that's all I've got to say about that. <laughs> a bunch of... Uh, see, Twatter is more fitting for these guys. I hope I did. I, I backed away from the mic, so hopefully I didn't blast anybody's ear, ear bones off. Anyways, I thought that would have been fun to read because, my God, can you imagine being so narcissistic and so entitled that you could write that unironically and actually publish it for other people to read? <sighs> I mean, my God. I just... Absolutely, and, and that there's enough of them collected in one place that they agreed on that. We're doomed. Well, how many of the how many of the employees signed it? What percentage of the employees? I Any didn't idea? say it; just said the employees. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, sure, sure. Yeah. A couple of loud mouths. A couple, a couple people bullied into following him, and then some people just signed it, not knowing what they were. Well, doing. you know what Musk did is as soon as he took over, besides the whole kitchen sink thing, which uh, Chuck will tell us about. Uh, he locked down the code so they couldn't try to change it and then brought in engineers from Tesla to look at it. So it'll be interesting to yeah, see what they find. Because you know they don't censor anybody at all, ever, and the algorithms would never dream of doing what the FBI told them to do, even though they went on several podcasts and said that they did exactly what the FBI told them to do and the White House bragged about how they were working in conjunction with social media to do what they told them to do. And Vagina What's-Her-Face was proudly talking about it with Joe Rogan that they did everything from squashing the Hunter Biden story to lying about Russia to getting rid of doctors that know better about the coof-coof. Even though all that, I mean, they they would never, never... Um, Get rid of people that they don't How like. How many times did they... I mean, they never did it to me. All I did was occasionally share political things and my other stuff, too. But I know you've been dinged on Twitter several times. It all started with Learn to Code. and Oh, my God. That was years ago. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I'm just, you know, a little, little red-headed rebel. Uh, usually it's some blue-haired freakazoid that reports me and... I get blocked a lot. It's hilarious because they'll post what they think is the most pithy, witty remark, but then they'll block me so I can't read it. <laughs> it's just, it's so dumb. Anyways, speaking of the uh, coof, coof, and, this week on... Speaking of big surprises. Big surprises. Uh, hey, remember this? And now, Counterculture Wise is proud to present... This week on Color Me Surprise Again. 
let's see here. Well, this probably comes as a massive shock to many, mm. and many, many of you. Yeah, not those of us who actually work with children. According to the Disassociated Press, the COVID-19 pandemic spared no state or region as it caused historic learning setbacks for America's children, erasing decades of academic progress and widening racial disparities, according to results of a national test that provide the sharpest look yet at the scale of the crisis. Is serious. We've had it. We got over it. Twice. <laughs> 99% of the population gets over it. It was not the crisis. 99.98%. Some, some, some percent. stupidly high amount. Yeah. Um, and not to, you know... Now be careful. Be careful what you say, because we will get yeeted. Okay. <laughs> Actually, well, we're not going to screw tube, so... Exactly. So <laughs> let me say what I'm saying. Um, yeah, it's not the crisis. What happened afterwards, created by our politicians and the uh, and big business, did this. Oh, and social media, of course. Mm -hmm. Well, they're all in bed together. Yeah. It must smell really bad in there. But anyway, across the country, math scores saw their largest decreases ever. Reading scores dropped to 1992 levels. Nearly four in ten eighth graders failed to grasp basic math concepts. Not a single state saw a notable improvement in their average test scores, with some simply treading water at best. These are the findings from the National, Assess- uh, yeah, National Assessment of Educational Progress, known as the Nation's Report Card, which tested hundreds of thousands of 4th and 8th graders across the country this year. <clears throat> it was the first time the test had been given since 2019, and it's seen as the first nationally representative study of the pandemic's impact on learning. This is a serious wake-up call for us all. Peggy Carr, Commissioner of the National Center for Education Statistics. How can these people be in charge of education and be so bloody dang stupid? I mean, I'm not even going to be nice about this. Are they mentally disabled that they did not know that forcing children to be locked down in their homes and not go to school was going to affect them emotionally and totally stunt their education. How could you not know that? I think some of them might have known it, but they were just checking to see to what level. But I think a lot of people just didn't believe it was going to have a, lo- a long-term effect. Well, yeah, 14 days. I see days. the long-term effect in kids all the time. I mean, we go to church, and there's a couple of kids who are like no social be- skills. beyond antisocial. Yeah, they're no like, social skills at all. They'll sit in the other room, and they are their nose is planted into an iPad or a video game or something. And if you try to talk to them, the the look of panic in their eyes. It's just, it's I mean, some people are like that, but it's a disproportionate number now. Of of kids, yeah. Yeah. Especially the the 10 to 14 year range. That's that's when you need the the most. That's that's why you go to school. It's half learning and half socializing. You know, it's funny because all the homeschoolers and so-called anti-vaxxers and... They're fine. It's because they didn't take in a, you know, experimental mRNA recoder or whatever it's called. Well, and they also didn't fall prey to the fear porn. Yeah. I mean, 
you, you, you listen to the teachers union screech. I mean, they're terrified. And it's like it doesn't even really affect kids that much. But frankly, if you are afraid to do your job because you might get the flu, maybe that's not the job for you. I made that rhyme. All the time. Poop, poopy, boo. <laughs> Criminy. You have one job. Cram knowledge into a kid's brain. If you're too freaking terrified of a flu bug to do it, go dig ditches or something. Go go do something useful because you are no longer a useful member of society. We tortured these children for darn near three years. Mm-hmm. We tortured them. And we're not going to recover this generation. This is This has permanent effects. I mean, watching my students cry because their graduation or their prom was canceled or they were supposed to have a a Halloween or a Christmas party and it was canceled at the last minute because the teachers, the pussy teachers unions, are so dang scared of a bug that they'd rather torture children than take a chance. And frankly, I don't want those people teaching my children. I don't want those people. I don't want people who waggle their privates in front of the children. I don't want them learning about two or three mommies or what things go in what orifices or who you're married. It's, I don't want any of that in, in front of our children. They're, you they're go to like school. You have fun you learning do? math. You have fun learning reading. You engage the kids. You teach them. You send them home to their parents. You are not their parents. You get 180 days with them in their entire life. And now they don't even get that. You know, these, these self-important, narcissistic, absolute, just repugnant, disgusting excuses for human beings. What they did to these children is criminal. And that yeah. mini ginger snaps was brought to you by yeah. Counterculture Wise. Please go and buy our stuff. <laughs> Go buy our stuff. stuff. We've got (laughs) exciting new designs all the time. We've got Max doing Dr. Strange Max going down, riding uh, the bomb with (laughs) a cowboy hat and the whole thing. You got the whole thing. One of the greatest. And hey, we we take requests. So if you'd like to see something on a shirt, um, we would be more than happy. Okay. When schools shifted to remote learning, higher performance students were far more likely to have reliable access to quiet spaces, computers, and help from their teachers, the survey found. That's the other thing is even even as a tutor, when I'm connecting with students remotely, there has been times where I've had to say, look, you're going to have to go to another room. Because the parents, they have the TV blasting, the mm-hmm. little brother's coming in and out. They're totally distracted. Why aren't the parents paying attention? How would you not know as a parent that if your kid's trying to study and learn online, that you probably should turn off the television, you selfish, you selfish, selfish prat. Just turn off the dang television for five seconds. I'm sure you'll survive. Go outside. Touch some grass. For God's sake, people, let your kids learn. We're talking an hour of, uh, out of the day, okay? Give them a quiet place. Put them in the corner of the kitchen. Turn off the dang television, for God's sake. I don't understand why this is so hard. We did it. You know, when I was a kid and I came home with homework, I sat down at the at the dinner table. The television was turned off. If I had a question, my mom would try to help me, but she really sucked at math, so I was pretty much on my own. But still, she gave me a snack. I had carrots and celery. I sat there and I did my homework. And she, she praised me when I got it done. And 
then I got to go outside and play for the rest of the day. That's how it's done. First of all, I don't think that children should get homework. I think homework is a cop-out of bad teachers. Hmm. I do not believe that children should get homework, other than maybe writing in a journal. If you cannot do your job in the time that you are allotted to the point where you have to send kids home to learn it themselves, then what is the point of you being there? I don't know if I 100% agree with you here. I mean, even in the corporate world, I have to take <clears throat> tests and quizzes to make sure that I understand what's going on. Are you suggesting that – I can see what you mean, though, because – How much study them. time did you take after you logged out of your job? Did you come home with a book, and did you have to sit here and study and do problems? Yeah, you've, got a, you've got a good point. No, I, I, I didn't have to do And you'll that. never be asked to do that in the real world. Mm-hmm. You expect to get – I mean, because basically school is their job. Right. There are kids who are coming home with an hour's worth of homework from every class they have, and they have six classes. Mm-hmm. That is a teacher being – and I have one student right now. We're learning physics together because I've never taken physics. Well, apparently neither has her teacher because what the teacher does is she writes formulas up on the board and then sends the kids home with homework, and they have no idea how to use them, how to apply them, what they mean. So we have to go all over the Internet to try to figure out because they don't even have a consistent nomenclature. So, you know, one minute J means jewels. The next minute it means something completely different. And we have to try to figure out what the heck things mean and where they go. So here I am creating these these colorful cheat sheets with, with consistency so we can, oh, wait, this formula builds off of this one. And this one plugs into this one. And if we're doing kinetic versus, you know, potential or whatever, you know, this is where we go and find this out. Why am I doing that for her? Why isn't the teacher who is getting... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Being paid a heck of a lot more than I am with full benefits in the entire summer off, who literally that is the only job they have. Why isn't the teacher doing that for them? Why am I doing it for them? Why are the kids, and, and if that kid didn't have me, she'd be doing it on her own. Why do we have ineffective, narcissistic, scared teachers fully backed by, by the way, illegal unions because technically they are government employees? I say we, 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 uh, we go full Ronald Reagan, just like he did with the air traffic controllers. Fire them all. Fire them all. Let them rage and cry and have a big old fit. Let's get better teachers in there, teachers that are going to work Teachers that actually give a crap about the kids. I'm not saying all teachers are bad. Don't get me wrong. Don't take this out of context. 
there are some incredibly dedicated teachers. And every time I talk to a new student and I ask them what their, their most favorite and their least favorite is, 100% of the time, the kid's most favorite subject isn't necessarily what they're good at. It's the one that has the good teacher. And well, I just the same think, with me. I mean, thinking back to my favorite teachers, they weren't necessarily the, the ones that were teaching subjects that I really cared that much about. But I got engaged. I was happy. And I learned a lot. And so, yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that one. I, I had a student yesterday that it kind of broke my heart when I, I asked him what his favorite subject was. He goes, well, it used to be math. And I said, used to be? He goes, well, it's just too hard now, that I, the teacher, and I don't get it. Yeah, it's the teacher's the fault. The kid's favorite subject was math, and the teacher ruined that for him. Kid could, could be an engineer. He could be a rocket scientist. He could, he, you know, he could be a financier. He could be all kinds of things. And one bad teacher might have just ruined that for him. You know, the, people shouldn't do jobs that they're bad at. A teaching is a calling. You're not going to make money. That's part of the deal. You know, if, if you're in it to make money, then you're in the wrong profession. Period. Point blank. Yes, I said it. Get over it. <sighs> the second mini rant was brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> She's by, in rare form. Uh, uh, Yes. I had a lot to say today. Yeah. I told you we'd probably take most of the first half of our show uh, just talking about current events. But That's yeah, that, totally all right. That um, breaks my... I mean, I knew this was happening. I knew that... I, I've, I'm, I've been seeing it firsthand. I'm in the trenches watching this happen. It's breaking my heart. Yeah. Um, one thing I, we didn't... wasn't in our notes, but I did want to briefly mention uh, rock and roll legend Jerry Lee Lewis passed away this last week. That's right. He had two ginormous influential hits whole lot of shit going on and well, more than more than those great two balls of fire great balls him? of fire yeah. and breathless i okay i confession time mm-hmm. i thought he died a long time ago no everybody did he was just he he wasn't performing much recently because he was in his 90s and just didn't have well, it God bless him. What, a, what a long life and he didn't yeah. go down in a in a small plane over the andes so Not, he, he, no, he made it no. through the to the other side yeah the there was a controversy, well, he had several controversies in his life, and one of them was that at the height of his popularity, he married his, it was like his second marriage, he married his second cousin, and it caused a, I mean, you have to understand, this is Louisiana, and basically the guy was a redneck. Second cousin, though, is, is pretty far away, though, because mm-hmm. that's aunt. I think it was second aunt's. cousin, it might have been first cousin, somebody. Because okay, first, somebody cousin, in- first cousin is is parents siblings kid but right. second cousin is parents siblings oh god we used to have a chart <laughs> you would need one yeah but they're they're relatively far removed so i mean they might not even have blood relation at that point but i just a week before his death not knowing he was going to die i listened to a live album he recorded in germany in 1964 one of the best live albums I've ever heard. Really? The dude was on fire. Oh, he always had I have, amazing, I mean, amazing uh, see the energy. old footage of him, just insane. I'll have insane. to look that up. That sounds like fun. Okay, so yeah, his first cousin once removed. First cousin once removed. Okay, so what is a first cousin? 
I wish Sophia was on here because she, she, she'd have it all going on. We, we actually had one of our, our great aunts but she draw us a chart on a whiteboard. Okay, so once removed means um, first cousin once removed. How about second cousin once removed? What does twice removed mean? What's a third cousin? Okay. Your cousin's kid. Your first cousin once removed is the child of your first cousin. Okay. So your cousin is your parent's sibling's kid. So Fia is my cousin. My uncle is my mom's brother. Okay. So first cousin once removed, that's really close relationship if that's what he married. Yeah. That's, that's really and close. And she was that's 13, only... he was 22. It, it... Okay, ick. <laughs> yeah, okay, ick. So, and that's what most people in the U.S. said, okay, ick. So yeah. his career came to a screeching that's, halt. That, that's ick up there with uh, what's-his-name who married his, his stepdaughter. That's that's Woody Allen. That's that's Woody Allen ick. Now, yeah. You know, they, they didn't last long. They got divorced. Well, yeah, but she was, was just a baby. But, yeah. It's, she it, probably hit puberty and got, later, got too old for him. He later became... Known more for country music, he, he branched off into that, and he his career eventually resurged. He's worked with a lot of people, um, but yeah, it was. And you can't deny the power of of uh, a whole lot of shaking going on and all those songs. That's the did. thing. The most brilliant artists are always the absolute most kooky. I, I think there's. I guess that's why I'm glad I'm not like insanely talented because I think you reach a point where your brain can only handle the talent and not so much your humanity. And that's why we get Michael Jackson. And yeah. It's just the, that was the first name that came to my mind. Yeah. Brilliant, and, brilliant artist, transcendent, um, touched by God, but at the same time, just absolutely. And, and you, you think of all bonkers. like, you know, Robin Williams, you think of the most brilliant minds out there as far as, I mean, even going all the way back to Amadeus and, and, you know, yeah, Go as far back as you want to. The more brilliant they were, the more gifted they were, the more. Yeah. Beethoven and Mozart were both crazy. Now yeah. add to Beethoven's situation well, now Beethoven, like he's going deaf, yeah, which didn't help. Heartbreaking. I can't even imagine. You know, his entire world, his entire life revolves around music, and can't hear it. Yeah, that that would drive anybody insane. Okay, now we've got pie charts going on in the chat. We've got <laughs> flow charts going on online. Let's head on into... Counterculture Wise is proud to present News of the Weird and Wonderful. Here are your hosts, Melanie Hope and Jim Monis. Yeah, that's... This that's one is... Uh, yes? Fascinating. So I've heard about something similar to this in regard to diabetes... But now a new study shows that you might have Crohn's disease, rheumatoid. Rheumatoid. That's a different. <laughs> That's what the president of... has. He has rheumatoid arthritis. I'm rheumatoid over arthritis here on or that. lupus because your ancestors survived the Black Death. Seriously. Seriously, our medieval ancestors left us with a biological legacy genes that may have helped them survive the Black Death, make us more susceptible to certain diseases today. Interesting. It's a prime example of the way germs shape us over time. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the, the latest nonsense. 
Scientists say in a new study published Wednesday in the journal Nature. Our genome today is a reflection of our whole evolutionary history as we adapt to addition. What is up with my face today? It's still cute. He gets paid to say that, folks. As we adapt to different germs. <laughs> Some, like those behind the bubonic plague, have a big impact on our immune systems. Well, duh. The Black Death in the 14th century was the single deadliest event in recorded history. Well, not to hear Until the White COVID-19. House talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Spreading throughout Europe, the Middle East, and Northern Africa, and wiping out up to 30 or 50% of the population. Wow. So, not to be compared to 0.02%. Can you imagine? I can't. I cannot. What's the matter? What did Dave say? Ooh, ooh. (laughs) So, I'm actually hearing Horseshack saying this. Ooh, ooh, Mr. Cartel! Why are skeletons never asked to play music at church services? Dad joke punchline approaching. I have no idea. Because they don't have any organs. Wait, I've got a wah wah wah. Where's the wah wah? I've got the wah wah. Where'd it go? <laughs> You're fired, Dave. Okay. <laughs> and you notice how I didn't look at anything. Didn't look you just at the knew page. it was just, Dave. <laughs> he's our Dave resident. Say? He's our resident punster. <laughs> tell you. Piero and his colleagues at the University of Chicago, McMaster University in Ontario, and the Pasteur Institute in Paris, and God, just the names of these stupid institutes take up an entire paragraph, examined ancient DNA samples from the bones of more than 200 people from London and Denmark who died over about 100 years that stretched before, during, and after the Black Death swept through that region. They identified four genes that, depending on the variant, either protected against or increased susceptibility to the bacteria that cause bubonic plague, which is most often transmitted by the bite of an infected flea. They found that what helped people in medieval times led to problems generations later, raising the frequency of mutations detrimental in modern times. Some of the same genetic variants identified as protective against the plague are associated with certain autoimmune disorders, such as Crohn's disease, rheumatoid arthritis, and lupus. Well, that would make sense because... Basically, it's the body attacking itself, and at Mm -hmm. that time, you would kind of need that because it was the body that was infected. Um, Yeah, in these sorts of diseases, the immune system that defends the body against disease and infection attacks the body's own healthy tissues. A hyperactive immune system may have been great in the past, but in the environment today, it might not be as helpful. Well, good. I'm glad that we all masked up and, and, uh, you know, constantly did hand sanitizer and and stayed inside for several years because we just tanked our immune system. So now we should be better off, right? In uh, theory, (laughs) on paper. Anyways, this is a fascinating article. It goes on for a while. And, of course, all of our resources can be found on accountaculturewise.com. All right. Now... I don't understand the story at all. This next one, it should be more like why we can't have nice things, I, but... I, it's just weird, so I put it in weird and wonderful because it's just weird. Here we go. I might get a little squingy during, or whatever that means. During squingy? The, yeah. I like that word. I wanted to use it A now. California eye doctor is urging people to be more vigilant when wearing contact lenses after removing 23 contact lenses from a patient's eye. Okay, wait, 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 wait. 
so I understand maybe you have one in there and maybe your prescription is 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 uh behind and you know you put the second one in and you're like okay I don't see quite so clearly so I need to go see the vet or the vet <laughs> I need to go see the vet <laughs> Jim's trying to extract squeaky toys from the dog's jaws. Why don't you go take her bone and put her in in, in her uh, kennel? And uh, she can have a jolly good time with her brand new yummy, yummy bone and not be in here squeaking. There we go. So I can understand that. And and then you're like, oh, haha, silly me. No wonder I can't see very well. I I put an extra contact on. I should have taken him out last night. I was too drunk or whatever. I don't know. That kind of makes sense. But... 23 contact lenses. First of all, how do you not feel that? I mean, that that is a huge stack of contact lenses. How do you not, I mean, how do you even shut your eye over the top of all of those? And I can't how, imagine wearing one, let alone a whole bunch of them. But you'd think that thickness of 23 of them stacked on top of each other, you wouldn't be able to close your eyelid and end you wouldn't be able to see. So I feel like we're missing some context to this story. What drugs was this woman on? Because they would have had to have been really good. This is in California. Yeah, it's California. Yeah. Uh, There's a very sick-looking uh, photo from Instagram, which I'm, you know, look at it at your own risk. Anyway. That can't be 20- the real picture. In a video posted on Instagram, ophthalmologist Katerina Kurtiva is shown removing contact lenses from a woman's eye. Don't sleep in your contact lenses, she warned. They were essentially glued together after sitting under the eyelid for a month. What kind of... I'm sorry, I'm going to go Melanie. What kind of moron does that? What okay, kind of mentally I'm watching, Ill... I'm watching the video, which is absolutely disgusting, by the way, but they were up underneath her eyelid. So probably... Probably, I can't watch it anymore. So probably what she did is she would sleep with them in, and then they go up underneath her eyelid, and then in the morning she'd put a new oh, one so in. Oh, so ching cha ching It's like a, okay. Like yeah, a, like, like, like she like was. A, like a contact lens or something. Like she was, yeah, like she was Ugh. loading, like she was loading her, her eye mag with. <laughs> My God, anyway. Creepy. Yeah, we're done. Okay. <laughs> Creepy. Like like the magic rabbit on Laugh Olympics, bleh bleh. Well, I wanted you to read this one because I think you'll get it. You'll appreciate this. I can relate to it. <laughs> I can definitely relate to it, and like this could be mine as well. There are plenty of people for whom emotional support animals are a real help. Then there are those who just push the whole concept a little bit too far. See Patricia Marx's 2014 hilarious take on. Emotional support animals in New York, in which she recounts her experience taking a pig onto an airplane, a turkey to the deli, a snake boutique shopping, an alpaca to art galleries, and more. It's a classic. Anyway, Floyd Hayes, a 47 year old resident of Brooklyn, New York, surely falls into that second category. He tried to register his beer as an emotional support animal. <laughs> but what happens when he drinks it? It is an emotional support animal dead and he has to replace it? I'm not really sure. <laughs> Maybe we'll find out. Okay. I don't plan to read the whole article because it's way too darn long like so many of them. Uh, Hayes described on his website as a creative director, ideas crafter, and consultant, meaning he's unemployed. 
went on the USA Service Dog Registration website and entered in information for the 16-ounce pint glass of IPA, he says, offers him comfort when he goes out. Ale Street News uh, reported in late December. I'm not permitted a dog in my building, so I thought emotional support beer would be more appropriate. It helps alleviate my anxiety and is a cost-effective way to manage stress, Hayes told the Digital Beer News publication. I've had trouble trying to take the pint onto public places and into places of business, so I had the idea to get it registered. Hayes reportedly was able to get a registration number for his uh, pet beer, although that number now returns an invalid result when searched. I'm not going to give the number. In a photo in Brooklyn paper, which quoted up the, which picked up. They the, actually gave you the number. Yeah, they gave him the number. Does it in spell a photo, boob if you hold it upside down? No. <laughs> it doesn't spell beer when you turn it upside down. Either. Too many digits. In a photo on Brooklyn paper, which picked up the story last week, Hayes also shows off a certificate of registration he was able to get for his beer. He hopes it will persuade authorities to allow him to take his brewski on public transportation. I travel from upstate to Brooklyn a lot, and on the bus they say it's a federal crime to smoke or have alcoholic beverage, unless by prior written consent. And I always wondered where you get that consent, (laughs) he explained to the paper. He told the Post that the whole thing was really mostly an experiment and that he meant no disrespect to people who actually do need emotional support animals. (laughs) Emotional support beer. (laughs) But he can't drink it. I mean, what would happen if I registered my dog and then ate it? <laughs> now I have an emergency support quiche. I'm not... <laughs> oh, God. Emergency support. Oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. So I'm planning to have an emotional support beer later this week. And I'm having emotional support wine tonight. And I need it after today. Holy smokes. It's been a busy day. It's been a very busy day, especially since I monkey-minded at 3 a.m. and couldn't get back together. But hey! I got some stuff done, and there is a new Chuck U. Farley. Holy crap, this is actually happening up on the screw tubes and the bit shoots and the rumbles and all over the places out there if you want to go watch that. Of course, we have a new recording today, and we'll have it up and videoed probably tomorrow. And we have a new ad, which we'll play Yes, we have a, a new uh, sponsor, which we'll play shortly, um, based on a story that we read last week. <laughs> so... Okay, now I have always found Stonehenge fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this had happened, but it was kind of like in passing. So I never really thought about it. Photos are shedding light on the painstaking rebuilding of Stonehenge by Victorians in 1901, depicting engineers trying to move the tallest stones back into their intricate prehistoric positions. And it, it really speaks to how the heck did they get them up in the first dang place? Because I'm looking at all the things that they're doing to do it. It's weird. Britain's most famous ancient monument on the Salisbury Plain in Wiltshire has was built around two, 2500 B.C. Wow. But after thousands of years, some of the stones had fallen out of place. Most guidebooks since the 1970s had made no mention of the facelift provided during the Victorian era or other restorations completed around 1920, 1959, and 1964. But the fascinating photos found by researchers of history at the University of West England show the repairs in 1901. I guess we didn't even know we had these pictures. Mm. 
It had fallen over, and work was undertaken to push it back up to its original position using... Oh, I'm sorry, I skipped it. The photo above shows stone number 56, one of the tallest of them, at 21 feet 6 inches. It had fallen over, and the work was undertaken to push it back up into its original position using pulleys and ropes. And we're talking a lot of pulleys and ropes. (laughs) Uh, Wow. The bobble called a tenon on the upright stones fit into holes made in the horizontal lintels. Oh, I was wondering. You have no idea what I just said. Not at all. Not a clue. <laughs> Not a clue. I was all He's all nod, things. nod, nod. Yeah, I'm hearing uh-huh. his brain go rattle, rattle. <laughs> it is believed that 14 of the stones were also set in concrete during these early renovations and concealed under the turf, and only seven are in their original sockets. Okay, so think about how your um, bones go together where you have kind of a little cup here and then you right. have the pointy part. That's right. kind of what we had going on oh, with the okay. stones. Okay. Um, English Heritage, which oversees Stonehenge, vowed 20 years ago to rewrite the official guidebooks to make sure the rebuilding is part of the history told to the one million visitors each year who come to marvel at the engineering prowess of our early ancestors. They have it roped off so you can't get, I mean, it's really far away, like mm-hmm. zoom lens n- needy. The work is a very important part of the history of Stonehenge, and when people are told about it, they are fascinating. Fascinating. Always wanted to see Stonehenge, but yeah, I'd imagine they don't let you get anywhere near it because yeah, because people, people are, are stupid. stupid, just like the Great Wall of China. People keep trying to bring home pieces of it. Well, it's like, no, well, it's everybody like Plymouth on the Rock, which I've been, which I went to Isn't in the seventies as a kid, and it's just a teeny little rock now because everybody wanted to chip at it and have a piece of history. Oh, you mean it used to be bigger? Yeah, I was pictured Plymouth Rock as like this giant cliff. That, that's that's how the people pictured it, but it was it's at least in its current condition, it's very very small. How odd! I mean, it ain't <laughs> tiny, mind you. But I, you know, I think Nick has a brilliant idea. Those of us who are barefooters, these are now emotional support bare feet, and I think we need to register them. Take that, Costco. <laughs> shoe police the shoe police a lovely time shopping today at the tractor store and everything nobody even pays me no never mind i love it here oh it's i mean even at church she's had one comment just one that she was basically just curious i work with horses i I wouldn't do that i'm like well if i was worried about working with a horse and worms or whatever yeah it's it was more of a pleasant conversation it wasn't the judgmental stuff that we got elsewhere Okay, well, we have a myth to bust. And this this is actually something I've talked about before, and I learned something today. Did you know? So bust my myth. Let's bust Melanie's myth. That sounded kinkier than it. It kind of did, and I'm not sure why, because it... Quick. What animal has a terrible memory? Come on, baby, bust my myth. (laughs) Quick, what animal has a terrible memory? Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Goldfish, of course, everyone knows that. Sticking to the nautical theme, this is actually as big a myth as the lost city of Atlantis, and researchers have been proving for decades that goldfish not only have good memories, but are even among the smarter fish in the ocean. Hey, 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 you know, I, I take umbrage at that because we don't know for sure that the lost city is a myth because we haven't we haven't not found it yet. We're still, he's blink, blink. All I'm saying is we're still looking for it, and what happens if we find it and then it's no longer a myth? So until we don't not find it, and we're still looking for it, 
You, at what point do you say, yeah, it's not there? Just like Bigfoot is the greatest hide-and-seek <laughs> champion of all time. <laughs> He's a Houdini. Okay. I watched a Bugs Bunny cartoon with a Bigfoot. Really? And, yeah. I've never the other seen. Night. Well, it's new. It's new. Oh, 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 the new ones. Yeah. I get sad a little bit when I watch the new ones because the voices are just off enough. Yeah. Just like when I watch a Kermit the Frog. Just, just off enough that my little heart goes ping. Well, you know, at least they're keeping the memory alive. Yeah, I appreciate that. Okay. Research- Even if they did take Sam's guns, which is just sacrilege. Well, these, the, I'm not going to go into details. It's a different You had series. a whole Jimbo Snaps. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah, I, I did. These were slightly older, and he still had his guns. But anyway. Miss Melanie's myth is missing mistakenly. So saith the chat. Who died and left Ogden Nash in here? Anyway, <laughs> research has been proven for decades that are smartest in the ocean. Recently, Oxford University trained a school of goldfish to measure distances. What? Releasing a goldfish in Wait, Wallon- are these the same fish that learned how to drive a car? I don't know. I think we talked about that on our show before. Releasing a goldfish into a long, thin tank with black and white vertical stripes, the fish learned and remembered how far to swim down the tank before turning around to the start point for a treat. The first time the fish swam down the tank, a researcher immersed their hand in the water at a certain point, a point of distance that was remembered accurately by eight of nine fish on the second swim down the tank. Well, I'll be darned. We have known about the reasonably good memories of goldfish since the 1950s and 60s. An expert in fish cognition at McCarkey University in Australia told Live Science last year, despite what everyone thinks, they're actually really intelligent. He says the perception of goldfish as dullard stems from pet owners putting them in empty glass bowls with nothing to interact with, hence the appearance of a short memory. So are you saying that you're being cruel to your goldfish if you don't give it toys? Or at least like an environment like little corals and shells and stuff. Yeah, why do people just put them in bowls with absolutely, absolutely nothing? Better, my, my parents either, huh. I guess. My mom's fish tanks were always elaborate. You remember my mom's oh, fish yeah. tank. She had yeah. a 250-gallon fish tank when we met. but I had they, this little 12-inch. Yeah, well, they got bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. But... She always, Plastic. I mean, she <laughs> had lots of things in there. We mm-hmm. had, we always had a placostomus, so we always had a cave. We had different rocks, and uh, she went natural there, so we had floating plants and snails. And one time, <laughs> she brought home a snail from the lake that we swam at, thinking, oh, you know, this will help clean the, the glass, not knowing how quickly snails breed. And so in a couple days... The entire tank was full of snails. Something they do quickly. Apparently. Yeah, it was crazy. <clears throat> so I'm not going to read the rest, the whole rest of the article, except for saying, live science details that goldfish can navigate mazes, escape nets, and can be prompted to complete tasks with a variety of stimuli. Okay, I totally want a goldfish now. I want to build like goldfish mazes, and and I wonder if I can teach my goldfish to do better tricks than my dog. Hmm. It's like, sit, Ubu, sit. And the dog's like, screw you. And I'm like, sit, goldfish, sit. And it's like, yipe. <laughs> uh, so Jump anyways, through the hoop. They can be prompted to complete tasks with a variety of stimuli, including non-hazards like bubbles or music. Uh, Brown says goldfish can complete these tasks after months of not doing them. So they so really they do, do have, a, have memory. a memory. Wow. Yeah, really decent memory. 
But yeah, I would I would not. I, just I do will. Some this, the next paragraph: Some pet owners report that their goldfish recognize them from other people. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true because when I was a little girl and I had my own goldfish. Actually, I didn't have goldfish. I had a. Uh, what are those called? Not tetras. The other ones, not a betta. The heck were those called? Guppies. I had guppies, and. The, when you walked in, anybody else could walk into the room and the guppies were like, yeah, yeah, we're a guppy, blub, whatever. But if I walked in the room, they're like, <gasps> food! And they all, I thought it was just because of food because they all converged over to one side of no, the tank. No, they just remembered Melanie. Yeah, they recognized me. How distorted and weird must we look on the outside of a fish tank? They must be really weird looking. Nick says that the uh, goldfish needs an emotional support tape measure. And with that, I say, <laughs> let's hear from our new <laughs> supporter. All right. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And. Boomers, this is Randy McDoodle. Remember me? <laughs> Remember when you were a kid and you just couldn't wait to get a McDoodle's Merry Meal, followed by that tremendous feeling of disappointment when you got the same lame toy that you already had and not the one you really wanted? Even worse, you were then stuck eating the tiny soy burger or soggy chicken McNougats. At least there was fries, even if they weren't made from potatoes. Well, McDoodle's wants to bring that feeling back. Introducing the McDoodles Adult Toy Merry Meal. <laughs> you can now get a grand mick with extra soy, a double-sized mystery fry, and a toy really worth playing with. Along with your MSG-encrusted lunch, you can now get a Daffy Dildo, a Happy Hood, a Silly Spreader, a Wonder Wand, or a Perky Plug. Leave the kitty meals to the kitties and bump things up, so to speak, with a McDoodles Adult Toy Merry Meal. McDoodles, your happy place. <laughs> Batteries not included for customers 18 and over only. It's a shame we have to make this obvious statement, but you know if we don't, some idiot will buy an adult merry meal for their five-year-old and then have to make up a story as to what the toy is, assuming they didn't have it delivered by a giant hairy man in high heels, fishnets, and clown makeup who volunteered for the public library system to twerk for small children so the five-year-old already knows all about sex toys thanks to great parenting. This promotion is available while supplies last, which means that by the time you've heard this commercial, somebody will have already bought up the entire supply and then resold everything online for big, big, big profit. But I get paid either way, so hooray! Leaders, listen up. Do you feel like you can't get a dang thing done because of all the namsy-pamsy crybabies that want you to coddle their creativity? When you give orders, are you met with vacant stares only rivaled by a cocker spaniel? It's not them. It's you. You need to shape up or they'll ship you out. 
Read the Sniper's Guide to Leadership, and you will become a more effective leader, communicator, and motivator. Forget smart goals and learn swift goals. Get the Sniper's Guide to Leadership in paperback, Kindle, and Nook. Today! When a disaster happens, are you ready? Do you have the supplies you need to keep you and your family safe and survive? The Zombie Outpost Store in Wilmington, Ohio, at Caesar Creek Flea Market, stocks quality gear you need to be ready for the next emergency or even a camping trip. Visit zombieoutpoststore.com for location and hours. Check out our assortment of essentials you need when the next disaster happens. Go to zombieoutpoststore.com and get 10% at checkout when you mention CounterCultureWise Radio. Be ready and be prepared. These are triggering times between mean bosses forcing you to work your full shift as scheduled, having to actually be considerate to your fellow human beings, especially your friends and loved ones, and also having to constantly endure microaggressions from people who honestly believe they're innocent and have the best of intentions, not to mention orange man bad. The world can make you want to pull your blue hair right out of your head bark like a dog and scream re at the top of your lungs. Yes, the world is a scary place, but your car doesn't have to be. Introducing the Toy Motor Safe Space, the first SUV designed and marketed for millennial college students and the professors who inspire and influence them. With 23 cubic feet of storage space, you'll have plenty of room to store your picket signs, your crayons, your stuffed animals, and your emotional support iguana. Each seat has its own retractable blankets and booster seat style double seat belts to cradle and comfort you. The bubble wrap enhanced bumpers will give you that college feeling even when you are on the road. Additional safety and comfort features include our patented Re-Horn, allowing you to make your presence known without a toxic masculine blast, a state-of-the-art smart sound system that automatically blocks out conservative talk show hosts and country music, and of course, bad year tires, the tires that always veer left. This fine SUV is solar-powered, and when the sun isn't shining, your retractable blankets allow it to be wind-powered. It's a virtual Green New Deal on wheels. Our premier model is available in your choice of Lives Matter Black or Antifa Blood Red. Arrive at your mostly peaceful protests in style and comfort with the new Toy Motor Safe Space. Toy Motor, where do you think you're going? everybody. This is Fritzina Fluffybottom. Did you know that we have a subscribe star? We do! There are lots of fabulous extra things on there that you can't get anywhere else, like outtakes, new books, and extra videos. And you can sign up for as little as one dollar. Our entire show is funded by you, our loyal viewers. Please make sure you sign up today so that Mommy and Daddy can get me shiny new bells for my collar, extra feathery toys, yummy crumbly cat food bowls made just for kitty cats, more cow pillows for my couch, name brand albacore tuna, my own pink news desk, stuffed animals that look like me made their clothing. CCW News presents Holy Crap, This Is Actually Happening! Truth is Spookier Than Fiction Edition, Halloween 2022. I'm Chuck U. Farley. The big news this week is the finalization of Elon Musk's purchase of the social media juggernaut Twitter. Too much wailing and gnashing of liberal teeth. 
Per tradition, several blue checks copied and pasted their empty threats to move to Canada should things not go their way. Earlier this week, after Musk announced that the purchase closed, he'd fire 75% of the bloated, useless workforce. Twitter employees were so afraid they might actually have to come up with some real jobs to do and then actually do them that they published an open letter full of demands that read like a spoiled 10-year-old throwing a tantrum in Walmart. But alas and alack, it went through, and now they'll have to find real jobs doing actual work where they don't have free wine on tap. Seriously, Twitter headquarters truly has free food in their pretentious cafeteria, an imported espresso machine, and wine on tap next to their game room, which is next to their meditation room, which is next to their cry room. I swear, I'm not making this up. Elon announced closing the deal by changing his Twitter bio to Chief Twit and carrying a bathroom sink into the headquarters so he could tell the dad joke, let that sink in. In order to keep up with my fellow kids, Joe Biden changed his Twitter bio to Chief Twat and walked around the White House carrying an old toilet. Oh wait, that was just his latest executive order. Biden didn't have to tell a dad joke as he's a joke of a dad. After demanding that the Seattle Police Department be defunded, City Council member Kashama Sawant went on a public tirade, belittling the department for failing to investigate anonymous poo flinging into her yard. She said, and I swear I am not making this up, quote, As a socialist city council member who has participated in Black Lives Matter protests, I am being told that my case of six threatening incidents involving human excrement doesn't merit even a serious investigation, let alone protection, end quote. Even as everyone around her collapsed in fits of giggling, Sawant still failed to see the irony in her statement. Meanwhile, in another growing cesspool metropolis, municipal employees of New York may be allowed to return to their jobs after being fired for refusing to become pincushions for the great medical experiment of 2020. Staten Island Supreme Court Justice Ralph Porzio ruled Monday that the vaccination requirement is arbitrary and capricious and illustrated why by citing facts that would get this video censored off of YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter for repeating, no matter how true and backed up by real science. The city of New York, of course, is appealing the decision. The last thing the increasingly violent and homeless-riddled city needs is more healthy people back at work. Since we're debunking ooga-booga-bug lies, yet another study proves the thing was created in a lab. While we knew this in 2019 because Chinese scientists told us this just before they got Epstein, it's nice to have further confirmation of things we know but can't discuss in public because TikTok is watching us all. Put your tinfoil hats in the microwave, kids. Things are about to get even spicier. When questioned on why Democrats are more focused on abortion than the economy in the midterms, Nancy Pelosi said, and I quote, The fight is not about inflation, it's about the cost of living. She then went on to strip to her underwear, invite over a homeless Canadian nudist friend, and get hammered. Whoops, that was her husband. Apologies both for the mix-up and the tasteless joke. In all honesty, CCW News sends our healing wishes to Paul Pelosi, and we hope that Nancy does the right thing by retiring and taking care of him through his rehabilitation. Meanwhile, Stacey Abrams solved both the abortion and economy issues by suggesting only people with children are concerned about rising costs so families could just save money if they just murder more of their children. After signing yet another executive order to further screw the nation, Biden congratulated himself for passing the student loan bill by a few votes, even though the not bill never went up for a vote because it wasn't ever a bill. While the country struggled with food shortages, keeping the lights on, and imminent nuclear war, Biden, in an interview in which he repeatedly groped the host, agreed with a grown man wearing a little girl's dress that states must be forced to mutilate children, and then fell asleep. On camera. Mid-word. 
while explaining how he's fit enough to run for a second term. 81 million votes, ladies and gentlemen. 81 million votes. For CCW News, this has been holy crap. This is actually happening. I'm Chuck U. Farley. Good night, and may God help us. Eighty-one million votes, ladies and gentlemen. Eighty-one, 81 million, million votes. votes. And if you believe that, I have a bridge to sell you. <laughs> In the middle of the Sahara Desert. Okay, well, we didn't want to move on to the uh, new abnormal until we read a couple of these wonderful stories. Because so far we got weird, but not so necessarily wonderful. Now, as much as I don't like King Brandon, I think this is a very sweet story. Take oh. it away, Jim. Oh, wait, I you do the goldfish. You want me to take it away? No, I got it. I, got it. I think you like the other one better. Okay, so. you go ahead then. I'll take it away because you like the other one. All you, right. We voted on who gets to keep which story. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Presidents come and go from these grounds outside the White House, but the beloved members of their staff, like Dale Haney, stay behind to serve the next first family. The Bidens this week surprised this long-term groundskeeper who has cared for the White House Rose Garden, hundreds of trees, and more for half a century. Befitting Haney's legacy, the Bidens chose a tree-planting ceremony, and together the trio planted an American elm, which has a life expectancy of up to 200 years. Now, where did they get the golden shovels? Because I just sent you out to buy a shovel today. You didn't get a golden shovel, did you? I didn't get a shovel at all. I have I had, I had to bump it until tomorrow. Ah, you bumped the shovel. I bumped the shovel. Uh, but okay. I got but the shovel gonna, bump, shovel bump, shovel bump. <laughs> are you going to get a golden shovel? Well, it depends if they have them at sale. Where I, I, I highly going. doubt that. They, I don't know why they needed to have golden shovels. And you know what is funny though? It's golden anniversary. That's if why. Trump had done this and used golden shovels, it'd be all over the news about how evil and narcissistic and yada yada. But notice they don't even mention the color of the shovels. Well, let's not get too far afield. I mean, it's okay, not sorry. about the president. I'm, I'm it's struggling about, to say it's something. It's about this Haney dude. I'm struggling to say something nice about Biden. So let's talk about Mr. Haney. Uh, of course, Dr. Jill described him as one of the most beloved people here. He looks pretty darn young for being there as long as he has. Mm-hmm. Over his 50 years, he has served 10 American presidents, starting with Richard Nixon, and has become the keeper of the president's pets from Nixon's King Timaho. Is that a type of dog? I have no idea. Well, then how do you know how it's pronounced? You're all like, yeah, I know how this is pronounced, but because I don't know it, what it because is. Because how are you going to do? Timahoe? It's T-I-M-A-H-O-E. If it Tim-a-ho-y. were Hawaiian, it would be Timahoe. So really meaner. Yes, so this really like, meaner. You, we, have, we have 40 minutes left on the show, <laughs> and you're going to talk about Tim, Tim Ahoy. Yes, I want to know what the heck of Tim Ahoy and King and later, Tim Ahoy. I'll look it up later. We'll, we'll talk about it You've got the later. magic of the interwebs right there. Uh, to George W. Bush's Barney, to Obama's bow, to Biden's German Shepherd commander. What about the one that he threw away because it kept biting the, the Secret Service? Haney told the president the elm will eventually provide shade so Commander and I can sit out there this summer. I don't think it's going to provide shade in the next year, but okay. 
He helps supervise 50 years of the White House Easter egg roll, and every year he chooses the evergreen that will become the official White House Christmas tree. Wow, this dude's important. Yeah, he is. uh, One would say he's more important than the mental patient who's helping him dig the hole. When questioned by the Associated Press, many past presidents and their wives praised his care for their animals and the passionate manner with which he helped their staff. Indeed, you have made and lived history, the Clintons wrote in a note to Haney. That's actually really sweet. I mean, that's really, really sweet. I, I, I appreciate that they appreciate him and, and that he served. Boy, I bet he's got stories to tell. If he ever writes a tell-all, oh, that's going to be pretty. Okay, so his Nixon's dog, King Timaho, was a, looks like an Irish setter. Yeah. Beautiful. And, and Timaho is an Irish town. So. Beautiful dog. Yeah. Abby always got pegged as an Irish setter because she was so red. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Had a bit of a sweet tooth. Uh, sneaky move. Let's see. The dog sneaking a large piece of cake during a sp- surprise party. A good Irish name. Oh, gorgeous dog. You know, I've never thought of getting an Irish setter. They look very golden retrievery. I wonder if their temperament is, is similar. All right. Dad. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dad. A crafty dad has transformed his family's home in England with epic Halloween decorations, all handmade, including a lifelike giant spider, all to raise cash for charity. Karen King has packed the outside of the house with massive spiders, demons, and webs to create the ultimate spooky and memorable experience. The Halloween cogs start turning each summer when the engineer and carpenter get started on the display with his partner and their two kids. Every year I build on the last just gets bigger and bigger. This year we have different skeletons, which I made, uh, some rotting flesh. <laughs> the giant spider is new, and we've had an eight-foot demon. The idea to raise money from charity la- came last Halloween. People started offering money after visiting the display in Gillingham, Kent. He could have pocketed the cash because the extravagant creation costs a lot of money. The big spider probably cost me around a 1,000 pounds to make. Last year, the family raised about three thousand one hundred dollars in three days. Okay, local just for the record, hospital. he said his partner, but he is married to a woman. He has a wife, so I don't know why they they wrote it that way. He, he it was his word. Weird, wasn't it? And their kids are precious. So yeah, there's uh, there this year they're determined to do even better and have set up a just giving page, hoping to beat last year's total. So they raised thirty one hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah, there's a there's a statue of looks like the guy from Hagrid. Hagrid, thank you. You're See, welcome. I've only seen one of the one of the. Harry I read Potter all the movies, books. So <laughs> I knew it was the the guy. Um, Robbie Coltrane is a brilliant actor. Played him. Yeah, we said goodbye to him last week. Yeah. So yeah, it's really something. I mean. That's really elaborate, just a few why did pictures. They, why did they say he was a demon? That's not a demon, that's Hagrid. He's got his pink parasol and everything. I, I don't understand where they're getting the demon idea. Might be some, might, that might not be him. That might, I mean, does it say that the, Hagrid, the, the demon looks like Hagrid? Cause no, it just said demon, and they said it was a seven-foot-tall hmm. demon. Oh, okay, Kieran King is... Ha- yeah, Kieran King is Hagrid alongside his handmade spider. So, yeah, it, it is Hagrid. Oh, so they, yeah, it but it Hagrid. doesn't 
But the eight-foot demon is something different. It's just not. Well, they don't have here. any pictures of the eight-foot demon. Okay. Well, I Hagrid's not the eight-foot demon in this. In this. Well, I want to see the eight-foot demon. <laughs> you live with one. There is that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's head on into. not Bubble Waters. It is no longer 2020, but this is your new Abnormal. Our careful, and I mean careful attention, to building and sustaining the liberal international world order. The war has pushed prices up. They could go as high as $200 a barrel, some analysts think. How long is it fair to expect American drivers and drivers around the world to pay that premium for this war? As long as it takes. Russia cannot, in fact, defeat Ukraine and move beyond Ukraine. They said that this could be a long war measured in years. And I think everybody understands why. This is happening, but is it sustainable? What do you say to those families who say, listen, we can't afford to pay $4.85 a gallon for months, if not years. This is just not sustainable. Well, what you heard from the president today was a clear articulation of the stakes. This is about the future of the liberal world order, and we have to stand firm. I'm the only president they got. Jay Shizendegi America's dead. I think you, as the veteran, should be the one to read this next article. I'm just going to be way over here trying not to make commentary. Wish me good luck, people. I don't even know how to respond except to say that I saw this coming several years ago. Uh, Yeah. I'm a former Marine. So did Russia. <laughs> I'm, I'm a former Marine, and I'm... Wait, are you allowed to say that? Former? It's too late. I've already said it. Okay, dang. Mm-hmm. Don't I get yelled at? I never know how to say it. Well, you keep saying ex-Marine. Oh, ex. So, That's the word I'm like, not allowed okay, to say. Okay, I'm not going to go into that right okay. now. But I know this is going on in the Marine Corps as well. It's just a little bit more obvious with the Army, because that's the first place people think to enlist or to talk to about enlisting. The U.S. Army is spending more than ever before on technology to replace an aging military infrastructure from artificial intelligence to new fighting machines moving 1980s tanks off the field of battle. But the Secretary of the U.S. Army says the nation risks falling behind in the race against China if it can't recruit enough Americans into the service to be trained on how national defense is being remade for future conflicts. We can develop all the most high-tech new weapon systems like we're working on right now, but if we don't have the kinds of talented, motivated individuals to use those weapon systems, we won't be able to do what we need to do, U.S. Army Secretary Christine Wormuth said at the CNBC Work Summit on Wednesday. As the gap between the number of job openings and the number of job seekers has remained wide, the tight, the fight, bleh, the tight labor market has made it increasingly difficult for businesses big and small to find and hire the right workers. That has also impacted the U.S. Army, 
which has the largest branch of the U.S. military as a current workforce of 466,400. We're competing for talent just like all the folks in the industry are, and the job is the job market is hot right now, Wormuth told CNBC's Morgan Brennan on Wednesday at the CNBC event. Wages have gone up a lot, and that's great for Americans, but it's making it harder for us in the Army to compete. The Army missed its recruitment goal for fiscal 22 by 25 percent, or 15,000 soldiers, the military service said earlier this month. In July, it also cut its projection for the overall size of its force for this fiscal year by 10,000 projected that it would likely see another decline in 2023. Do you think we're going to see the same thing in police forces across the nation? Yeah. Yeah. While the other branches of the military have also had trouble recruiting, none have been as pronounced as the Army's difficulties, which Wormuth attributed to a variety of factors, including learning losses due to the pandemic and a decline in fitness standards among American youth. Only about 23% of kids, I'll have something to say about that in a few minutes, only about 23% of kids between 16 and 21 are able to meet our standards, and some of that, frankly, is reflective of the problem we have in our country with obesity, she said. Adding the behavioral health and misconduct are also factors. A second really hard problem cited by Wormuth is what the Army calls propensity to serve, which is inclination among the population to join the military and serve the country. Right now, only 9% of young Americans say that they're interested in joining the military, she said. Wormuth, who became the first woman to serve as Army Secretary in May, said the service has already started a variety of efforts to boost near-term recruitment. The Future Soldier Prep Course, which is essentially a pre-boot camp that helps potential recruits raise their test scores and get more physically fit to meet Army standards, is one. This program shows a lot of promise. Uh, However, changing the broader propensity of Americans to serve in the military is a challenge that is a much longer term. One misperception that is to be overcome is about what employment in the military looks like. This is a very long article. I'm going to cut it there. They have to... Wait, wait. I have to read the sentence, though. Yeah. The Army needs to change how parents think about the Army and the risk it poses to children? Well, yeah. I mean, if a child is going to... <clears throat> if, if a teenager is thinking of joining the military, I would hope that he'd at least run it by his parents. Um, I sure did. <laughs> um, but uh, my point is that I think it's there's there's several factors that they're only skimming over and not actually talking about. One was the <laughs> pandemic. They fired dedicated, long, sometimes long-term career soldiers over an experimental, over, over an experimental drug. Yeah. Okay. Last time they did this crap was in the '60s when they, te- in a, you know, soldiers didn't know they were being tested with LSD, but there it is. Um, they they got fired for that. Plus, anybody who's seen army ads recently in the U.S. and watched, seen posts and that kind of thing know how woke this organization has become. Marine Corps is the same thing. I'm disgusted by it. And I think be the- a Brad or an Amy, you can change it in the army. I just made that up. <laughs> Not untrue. <laughs> anyway, it's 
it's gotten to the point where people were joining just to get sex changes and everything on the government's dime. Mm-hmm. It's the purpose of an army, as the late, great Rush Limbaugh once said, was to kill people and blow things up. We don't have time for social experimentation. We don't have time to have a meaningful conversation with the other side. By the time the the bombs are flying, the conversation bit's over. Well, and chat brings up an interesting, well, a true point, too. Uh-huh. These children are fed a constant diet of America sucks, America sucks, America sucks. Yeah, why would America you want sucks. to defend something that sucks? Exactly. There's there's a lot of factors involved, but this would have been unthinkable when Reagan was in office or even when Clinton was in office. It just wasn't something that was a problem. People joined the military. A good portion of us did. And even though you know, it was, it was a... At least it was a daily pain in the butt, but yeah. you know, it was still. I look back on it. And I'm proud of what I did. Yeah, it made you better. I have always believed that you should, as a citizen, serve your country in some way, and that means either be part of the military or run for office. And everybody should have to serve one term. Period. At and least run not, for one term. I mean, yeah. Well. You can even if you don't win in office, you can always serve in other ways. Right. But right. there's a lot of countries out there where you have to do some sort of community service. So, yeah, in order some to kind be of civil service is, yeah, is mandatory to be part of a, a citizen of that country. And what we have are a bunch of freeloaders who don't give a crap about the country because they have no skin in the game, and all they want is well, handouts. They were told not to have any skin in the yeah, game. Yeah, all they want is handouts and freebies, so they don't care. They, they'll burn the whole damn thing down. They are. And that's what's happening. Yeah. That's what's happening. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised at all. Now, if we get back to American values, that being, you know, faith and country and, you know, capitalism, you know, I think it, and personal freedom most of all, that's, that's what will bring back the, the will and the desire to defend it. It's a very fragile republic we have well yeah and that's the problem is i'm so sick of hearing more democracy more democracy it's like you're well, i almost said democracy myself it's it's ingrained and i know technically it is a a republic but i understand i think i think the words it might be better to replace the word with nation that way there's no argument whether it's a democracy or a constitutional republic and yes that's what it is it's not a democracy but people use the term democracy in a more vague general term. I just they don't. use it in a winner takes it all popularity contest term, and they're perfectly okay with that. I mean, all the way down to the minute things like chili cookoffs. That's like how they they see it. Yeah. It's like everything is just oh, whoever gets the most votes. Well, that kind of removes. I mean, look at this. We have people who are voting so early that they don't even know what the person they're voting for stands for or if they're even capable of standing for anything. Fetterman, we're looking at you. <laughs> and I don't wish ill on the guy, but no, he wasn't no, he wasn't no, no, known no. for being bright before the stroke. Biden, just like we're Biden. At you. <laughs> yeah. The guy was known for being a total dumbass 
before the stroke and before the Alzheimer's and before yeah, all the other of, stuff. Of all the Democratic people running in 2016 or 20, uh, never mind, in 2020, Biden, really, guys? I mean. And Fetterman makes Biden look good. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah. How desperate for pawns do you have to be that you're willing to run a literal mental patient? An obvious, first it's, of all, it's cruel. It's cruel. It's cruel. It's cruel. I knew you were going to say that, it's but cruel. yeah, it's cruel. It's cruel. It's cruel to them and it's cruel to us. <sighs> Speaking of which, oh, now see, that's why we can't have nice things. I can't Remember believe what this one. Fritzy said about good parenting. <laughs> yeah. There are people dressing their children up. They're ch- small children who have no idea what they're dressed up as. So Netflix has decided to do a series about Jeffrey Dahmer. It's called Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, because people are disgusting and want to know all about this. And of course. Once you get a notorious celery, celery, cereal, I just brushed my teeth and I can't do a thing with them. Once you get a notorious serial killer in the press, everybody wants to be him for Halloween. Okay, here's the thing. So you're telling me they're actually selling Freddy, Jeffrey Dahmer costumes? Yeah, yeah. Freddy and Jason and all. They're fake. They're not real. They're in stories. Jeffy, Jeffy, Jeffrey Dahmer was a real person who killed other real people whose families are still alive. He killed them and he ate them. And these people are still processing that. Imagine losing a sibling to someone who murdered them and ate them. And then having a TV series come out. And then having some little eight-year-old trick-or-treater coming to the door dressed up as that guy. And how many people did he kill? I actually don't know. I'm saying it's enough that the odds are pretty high that some of enough one to, of these... Enough to get his name still being yeah, talked about today. But the odds are, are pretty high that this might be an actual thing. So... Apparently on eBay, people are selling Jeffrey Dahmer costumes. He killed and dismembered 17 men and boys. So imagine that you're, you're the family of one of those people, and you're having to see this and relive it all over again. Anyways, uh, eBay had the decency, I, I guess, to take these down. Um, they say their policy states listing that listings that promote or glorify violence or violent acts or associated with individuals who are notorious for committing violent acts are not allowed. Did you notice that nobody dressed up as uh crap? No, I can't think of his name. The Kenosha kid. Um, Kyle Rittenhouse. Yeah, nobody dressed up as Kyle Rittenhouse for Halloween. But Jeffrey Dahmer, really? I mean, really? Some fa- fat nerd guy with a fake rifle and you're in. Oh, ha-ha. <laughs> wasn't fat. Oh. 
Anyways, um, they took them down, but you know you can get them elsewhere. But I've seen picture after picture after picture of small children. One of them was a little kid who had a bucket of body parts, and they were black. Because one of uh, Dahmer's uh, go-tos was to murder a gay black man because he felt that because of his race, they wouldn't come looking for that person. Hmm. Repugnant. Disgusting. And what kind of parent... I bet that kid had no idea what what they were doing. They just thought they were being, you know, icky, Halloween-y. But, but what kind of person thinks that's appropriate? I mean, I don't mean to be a Karen. I don't mean to be all, you know, get off no, my lawn. That, but that, come that, on. There, there that is, steps way over the line. You know, if you want to dress up as cowboys and Indians and, and you know, Rasta, whatever, I don't care. That's fun. Do your thing. But... Serial killers who ate their victims? I mean, my God. <laughs> it just, yeah. sometimes, I, as much as I want to believe that humanity isn't completely doomed, then something like this, oh, wait, let's talk about this next story because this takes it to the next level. Okay. Oh, my. So, all right. We are fortunate enough to live in a really in an area with a really nice zoo that we love to go to. This is not that zoo. Mm-mm. Animal advocates are fighting to see the world's saddest gorilla freed from captivity. Authorities in Thailand have failed to free it's an It's not gorilla. Ivan. Huh? It's not Ivan. Remember no. Ivan from the BNI in Tacoma? Right. It's not Ivan. Authorities in Thailand have failed to free an aging gorilla that has been kept in a zoo atop a high-rise mall for 33 years as the owner is refusing to sell the animal for less than $780,000. Bua Noi, whose name means Little Lotus, a symbol of purity and strength in some cultures, arrived at Bangkok's Pata Shopping Mall in 1990, and I have to remember that is actually a long time ago now. Wow. When he was a year old and has been kept in a filthy enclosure ever since, the Thai government, animal rights group PETA, and even pop singer Cher have bug- begged Buen Noy's keeper to release the animal since 2015, hoping for her to die peacefully around other gorillas. However, the owner of the Pata Zoo reportedly told the Thai Minister of Natural Resources and Environment, Varawat Silpa Archa, that he would only release Buen Noy for 30 million Thai baht. Around what seven, jerks? I say break in and take the poor thing. Around seven hundred. They're ransoming her. Thousand U.S. dollars. Thanapol Thanabuniawat, the secretary to the Minister of Natural Resources, <laughs> said last week that the ministry has been organizing charity fundraising events, but hasn't raised enough money to meet the new owner's demands. This is Thailand. Do you really need to have demands? I mean, back to demands. We've held activities in the past, campaigning for Bua Noi's release to raise funds. We collected donation from Bua Noi's supporters, but the problem is that the owner refuses to sell Bua Noi. When he does agree to sell her, the price is too high, Thanabuniawat told I can I can pronounce the name, but not the name of the magazine. Okay, here's my question. Viral Press. Why, yeah. do th- why does this person have customers? Why does this person? Why does this business have customers at all? 
Why is anybody going there? And why aren't people out there picketing and stopping people from going out there? They, they need to go full abortion clinic on this and stop people from going in there. What they're doing to this, this sentient creature, I'm going to cry. Um, I was looking, I was scrolling down to see if there were any actual protests at the zoo, but anyway. So, apologize. Who is this disgusting excuse for a non-human that's holding this animal for ransom? And she could rip their arms off. Why doesn't she just do that already? (laughs) Buanoi is considered private property, so they can't do anything to remove her. Her owner bought her for three million baht from Germany when she was a year old. The owner bought Buanoi before laws were introduced to prevent the trade and ownership of endangered animals and wild animals, he explained. Healthy gorillas usually have a lifespan between 35 and 40 years. The rundown zoo was once ordered to close in 2015 by officials of the Department of National Parks, Wildlife, and Plant Conservation after it was found to lack the correct paperwork. Wish they'd kept it shut down. The zoo eventually reopened and kept the gorilla. According to PETA, Asia's senior vice president, Jason Baker, the conditions of Buanoi is living in are horrifying and cruel, adding that the animal is suffering from extreme psychological distress. I don't usually side with PETA because they went a little bit crazy on me, but I'm with them on this one. Yeah, this is uh, cruelty. This shabby facility is internationally condemned as one of the worst zoos in the world. He said, I urge everyone to keep the pressure on Pata Zoo and to let, demand that it let PETA help retire these animals to reputable sanctuaries that would meet their physical and mental needs. The spokesperson for the zoo denied there were any negotiations to sell Buanoid with anyone or with any agencies. The current team of Pata Pincalo department store executives have been in charge of the management since August 28, 2020. They said the aging gorilla spent her life at the zoo and has been accustomed to this environment and a disease-free place for more than 30 years. Now, I can't... You, with a lot of these things, I can see both sides. I cannot see... I don't see both ...the other side this on this one. No. This, this, this zoo needs to be closed down. The gorilla has to be forcibly removed because... I know that it ain't the United States, but I mean, even with Ivan, they they expanded his enclosure. They tried to make him happier, and then finally, you know. But this, these pictures are heartbreaking. There are death row inmates have better living conditions than this. There's a related story though that's kind of fascinating that I isn't on our docket, but this is kind of cool. Okay. A South Australian zoo is reversing the whole nature spotting experience, putting humans into a cage while a group of lions roam free. (laughs) The Open Range Monarto Zoo unveiled its Lions 360 experience on Monday, which lets people right inside one of Australia's largest lion prides. Visitors walk through a tunnel leading into a cage, which the carnivores can climb all over to examine and even roar at the pent-up humans. I want. Me too. Me want to go. So this is based on the shark cage idea. Mm-hmm. And the pictures are fantastic. Okay, well, share love, that on our website I, I as well. I shall. I'm sharing it now. 
I just think that's fantastic. That's that that's a great idea. That's the way it always should have been. I think I think you'll like this next story. All right. <laughs> you might you might end up laughing at the story as much as I laughed at the the Twitter letter because this is Oh god. See, when you, <laughs> when you defund when you call for defunding the police and all the good <laughs> good cops say screw this and leave, this is the kind of cop you're stuck with. Well, I look so happy, too, but you know more. <laughs> this is out of Salinas, California, an area Salinas, California? In. Yeah. Salinas. Yeah. Is that really the name of the Salinas, city? not silliness. Oh, I don't know California. So when you said Salinas, I'm like, that's a city? Cause now, now I'll never be able to think of it as anything other but silliness. <laughs> speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of silliness, an off-duty officer accident- It's California. I just assume that's the name of the city. <laughs> Meh. An off-duty officer accidentally... Sh- <laughs> You're really good. Okay, let's try again. An off-duty officer accidentally shot through his own hand and then hit and killed a 20-year-old man last week, according to the Salinas... And I'm not laughing the at Salinas the Salinas Police Department. Santa Cruz officer Francisco Villacano was cleaning his personal gun Friday around 5.45 p.m. near the 1500 block of Antelope Drive. Excuse me, folks. When he mistakenly fired the single round that killed Luis Alfredo Ferro Sanchez, police said. When officers arrived at the scene, they found Bill Incano with a gunshot wound to his hand and Ferro Sanchez to his upper torso. Both were taken to the hospital where Ferro Sanchez died. That's too bad. This tra- it, is, it is a shame. The tragic incident is devastating for everyone involved, and we acknowledge many people are grieving, said Santa Cruz Police Chief Bernie Escalante. Police did not say whether the two men know each other. They said the incident appears to be an accident, but the case will be investigated by the Monterey County District Attorney. Villacano was the one who reported the incident police. They said he has been with Santa Cruz Police Department since February 2022. Hard-nosed veteran. (laughs) I was placed on leave while the case is reviewed. Words cannot... Express the sorrow we feel for the family and friends of Mr. Ferro Sanchez, said Chief Escalante. We will support them in whatever way we can. This is from the Fox 2 website, you know, the world-famous Something Wong. No way. Yeah, it is. So how accurate do you think it is? Oh, it's accurate. I mean, they usually, they're, they're usually pretty good about it. They just got tricked. Magnificently, I Mag- might add. Gloriously. <laughs> so, yeah, I can't even... I mean, I used to watch that when I lived in the area. I used to watch that uh, TV station all the time. But now, I can't see the logo, which they've had for decades, and not think about Some Ting Wong, We Too Low, <laughs> you know the rest. <laughs> Bang Ding Ow. Bang Ding Ow. Holy Fook. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was not going to say that one on, on the air, so to speak. Um, was this in his home? It doesn't seem clear to me. It's not really... Because I'm, I'm picturing him, like, doing this in the middle of a mall somewhere. He said near the 1500 block of Antelope Drive. That tells uh, me nothing. Yeah, I know. Hmm. Seriously, though, he's a police officer. If anything, he should know... How to clear the chamber? I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's 
they teach you that, that that's at the gun, gun range ownership before 101 you, before, before they even you even give you, yeah. they'll even let you fire the darn thing so believe me i know because we went yeah which i feel like we need to retake now that we're in texas oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna start I feel guns scratch. fire differently in texas is it just me well, yeah, the 1500 block of Antelope is uh, residential. So, okay, yeah. it must have been his home. How yeah. sad. Well, we're almost out of time, but we did promise. So I think we shall deliver. Let's deliver. Ever had a day you felt so stupid, lacking a brain? Well, here's a guy who'll make you feel like a genius and maybe even sane. All the world loves to laugh at losers as often as they can. Here comes another chance to chuckle. Here comes the Florida man. As promised... We have some Florida man. <sighs> it's like, how do you start with these? Cutler Bay, Florida. Shots were fired outside of a South Florida bar after an argument broke out over who was supposed to sing next at karaoke. <laughs> okay, you know what? I feel for this person. <laughs> I mean, I do too. It's. <laughs> I remember one time I was singing and and uh, <laughs> my friend was the host and some clown walked up and started arguing with him that I was up before him or something and I almost just stopped in the middle of the song and walked off stage and handed him the mic but mm. decided not to it's, not to not to be that petty chill. seriously. It's Patrons true. at the Sandbar Sports and Grill in Cutler Bay saw their fair share of gun violence on Thursday. Police taped off the area and collected several shell casings. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Okay, I want to know what this time. Mm. Woman feared for her life. Okay, officials said the argument started between four to five adults outside of the bar when one person pulled out a gun and shot two people. I'm not going to say a damn thing about them all being didn't-do's. Zachary Ramos witnessed the argument that led up to the incident. It was karaoke night and two... Okay, I am just reading this. No commentary. I'm just reading this. It was karaoke night and two black males got into an argument about whose turn it was to go up next on stage. It turned into a big fight, and when the males walked out to finish the fight outside, they started shooting at each other. I was basically just in survival mode, just trying to survive and keep my dog from getting shot and keeping my friends from getting shot. I've never taken my dog to karaoke night. She would, folks. Every time we do anything from... Anything to anything. It's like, let's take the dog. I don't want to take the dog. Well, she's locked up in her kennel. We don't have a backyard. Mm. The brawl would ensue, which led outside the bar and escalated into an exchange of gunfire. Bang, bang. People, it's karaoke. My lord. Three people, two men and a woman, were transported to the hospital. Their condition remains unknown. Both gunmen fled the scene. Of course they did, and police are still searching for them. All righty. <laughs> you sound a little too. I, I don't know. Karaoke is an odd culture, and it is a culture. It's very strange. Tampa police officers took the land, air, and sea to capture a man accused of robbery on Saturday. 
According to a Tampa Department Facebook post, Dwayne Dean, 32, was... I am apologizing in advance because for some reason these these articles get covered up by a bunch of ads and I can't even read the whole thing. So give me just a second here. Mm, should I have to add up? In early? the meantime, go to our store, buy our stuff. <laughs> Uh, I don't know which one you're reading. That's okay. Airland and Sea. Okay, according to blah, 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 I don't understand why you're getting the ads because I don't. Witnesses told the police the man ran to Cypress Point Beach, which is where they caught up to him. Tampa police said he jumped into the water and began to swim away to avoid being captured. Yeah, that always works. Um, Yeah, we'll have to talk about this offline because it's got to be something in your browser. It's I don't fine. get that. We're not going to – not not now. Like I said, offline. <laughs> Okay. TPD said Dean made it about 200 feet into Tampa Bay before Ooh, he surrendered. I can't swim. Oh, he's only waist deep. He must be a swimmer like you. Help! Help! There's. <laughs> it's like just put your feet on the ground. Offer. <laughs> Officers capture a photo of the incident showing a man with his hands up and a helicopter hovering right above him. Oh wow, that helicopter is literally right above him. According to Hillsborough County Jail Records, Dean faces charges of robbery by sudden snatching. That's the thing? What are you in for, buddy? Robbery by sudden snatching. <laughs> He's going to get beaten up. They're going to take his lunch money. And resisting officers without violence. <laughs> He's not going to survive in jail with those charges. you got to give him better charges. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, Judge. Um, could I have my charges raised to something sounding not so much like I'm a big pussy? <laughs> oh, God. He was arrested on charges of tap dancing. <laughs> me. And, and my. He was making shadow puppet, obscene shadow puppets. <laughs> We're going to put him in with the father rapers and the mother. Father stabbers. And... <laughs> oh, Seriously, sudden snatching. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm dying. Okay, and resisting officers without violence. <laughs> so who'd you kill to get in here? Oh, nobody. I. Uh, it was just sudden snatching. <laughs> God, why is that even a charge? What happened to malicious mischief? At least that's alliterative. At least yeah, it says. I love saying those words. Uh, he was also arrested on warrants for battery. Okay, that's good. That sounds. That's, that's yeah. That's that serious. yeah. <laughs> Second or subsequent offense, aggravated battery. Okay, that's when you shake the battery up really good and it. it, it yeah. Or when you try to lick the oh, top of okay. it. Oh, okay. Nope, nope, nope. He's back to getting beaten up again. Aggravated battery on a pregnant woman. Oh, he went George Floyd on her. Out. <laughs> yeah, I said that out loud. And three probation violations. Grand theft. Oh, see, there that's a respectable. Yeah. That's a respect. Okay, fleeing to elude police at high speed and possession of cocaine. Okay, right. see, they should have brought those up first. Rather than whatever it was. Sudden snatching? <laughs> that sounds like something Ellen brags about at the end of her show. <laughs> oh. I'm so fired. Okay. Uh, Chad is like charged with being fabulous. <laughs> God. Uh, Nick wants me to tell little jokes, but you know, it's just so easy. It's 
low-hanging fruit. Just like Nick. <laughs> Wait, I need my bu bu boom bite. Where is it? <coughs> when your freak hang fruit hangs low, it can't waggle to and fro. It drags on the ground. Like, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, come on, you sudden snatcher. The next one's yours. <laughs> In the late 1990s, when Florida hikers were... St- I'm sorry. Let's start over. In the late 1990s, when Florida bikers were still required to wear helmets... Bikers? Right. Pinellas Not lo- hikers! Please don't. Pinellas lawyer Ron Smith was an aggressive <laughs> no, that's, advocate. No, the mental okay, image is glorious. It. In the late 90s, when Florida bikers were still required to wear helmets, Pinellas lawyer Ron Smith was an aggressive advocate for overturning the law. Smith was a member of... Abate, A-B-A-T-E, a brotherhood against totalitarian enactments and American bikers. I have to say I'm on his side. You are, and I get it, and I am too, but, well, maybe not. Let's find out. I mean, it's it's slightly kind of sort of ironic, yet at the same time, you know. Yeah. American bikers aimed towards education, which lobbied against the law for years. He represented clients around a foul of Florida's motorcycle requirements in court cases that some say helped overturn Florida's helmet law. One of the cases went all the way up to the Second District Court of Appeal, which ruled that Florida's helmet law at the time was constitutional, but that the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles had failed to properly publish a list of protective equipment as required by law. Smith didn't like being told what to do and valued his independence, said Dave Newman, who met the attorney through an American Legion post in Old Town where they were both where they were both members. He thought everybody should have their own choice, Newman said. Well, yeah. I agree with him. In 2000, Smith's aspiration was realized when the Florida legislature passed a law allowing motorcyclists over 21 to go without head protection as long as they had $10,000 in insurance coverage for motorcycle accident injuries. Hmm. And now, irony.com. In August, Smith and his girlfriend, Brenda Janine Volpe, were riding a motorcycle on U.S. 19 in Pinellas County, they were headed to a memorial service for another biker who had died of cancer. Smith crashed his bike as he tried to slow for traffic ahead of him. Both he and Volpe were killed. Neither was wearing a helmet. Both of them? Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. I don't think... I think that wearing a helmet's a good idea. I still... Oh, no, I think it's a great anybody, idea, but, but I understand is, that... I think it, they're, they're trying to point out the irony and, and you know, ha-ha in a way that... I think it's a great idea, but I also think you should have the choice. Yeah. I really do. I feel the same way about seatbelts, and I feel the same way about experimental stabbings. There you go. And there you go. Well, yes. Florida man does exactly what you'd expect him to do when his speeding Camaro is spotted by cops. <laughs> it had to I be a Camaro. It had to be a Camaro. It always is a Camaro. A man driving a Chevy Camaro crashed Monday afternoon at a high rate of speed on the west side and died from his injuries. According to Lieutenant Mena with the Sheriff's Office, a patrol officer who was in the area and recognized the driver had active arrest warrants. What row? Before the officer attempted to conduct a traffic stop, the driver fled the scene at a high rate of speed after seeing the officer. When the driver got to Caravan Drive, he failed to negotiate a turn. I love how that's written. He failed to negotiate a turn. May I turn here, sir? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe if it... And he crashed into a tree. 
Now, see, they could have continued with that. He failed to negotiate a turn and made unexpected impact with a large believed subject <laughs> something i mean <laughs> i know she annoys me on this show sometimes but she's brilliant she's positively brilliant I they, they just it uh, fell uh, flat and crashed into a tree no 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 we've got to continue <laughs> so the, a large wooden object <laughs> i mean come on we could have done better the driver was not identified well i guess they had to use his dental records it wow. had to be a Camaro, so really though. got killed bad, It huh? had to be a Camaro, right? Mm, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that was your Florida man. We are well past our time, and, you know, we just enjoy spending time with you so much that I think I'm going to read you a story and then let you go. This is exciting news. Uh, I think I've talked about us visiting the zoo, where there are many beloved animals. Of course, giraffes, my favorite of all time. And my Marilyn Monroe rhinoceros, who poses like a pro. And this is incredibly great news. All right, let's hear it. Zookeepers in England were thrilled to watch their resident rhino give birth to a calf. And folks, rhinos are not pretty animals. No. They're exact... If a hippopotamus and a triceratops were to breed, you would get a rhinoceros. Pretty much. And yet they are such sweet They're very animals. gentle creatures. Very I mean, sweet. as long as they're not being threatened. Uh, yeah, as long as they're not, yeah. Uh, they look like giant armadillos, like gigantic armadillos. Anyways, that being said, baby rhinos are freaking adorable. <laughs> they're all Sharpay, like, just cute. They're so cute with fuzzy ears. Fuzzy Anyways, ears. yeah, they have fuzzy ears. They're mammals. They have fur. Huh. Yeah. Anyways, they were thrilled to watch their resident rhino give birth to a calf who was up and charging around within hours of accommodating herself to the world. And she's precious. Blue eyes. The birth was captured in the late afternoon at Chester's Zoo. The calf was born already weighing a hefty 120 pounds and will grow to weigh 1.7 tons. 15-year-old mom Asha is an endangered greater one-horned rhino and had been pregnant... (coughs) ladies who are whining about abortion listen to this one and had been pregnant for 15 months more than a year imagine being pregnant for more than a year heartwarming video footage shows the youngster arriving into the wild before asha turns around and tenderly nuzzles her it is an adorable creature while adorable photos show the new arrival already trying to run sporting the same slightly wrinkled armored plating as her parents we're absolutely thrilled with Asha and her new arrival. I just wanted to end on a happy note and celebrate a little bit of life. And I'm sorry, but when you look at these pictures, try to convince me that that cute little rhino is not smiling. Because <laughs> that looks like a smile to me. Yeah. Folks, whatever you do this week, I pray that you have an amazing week. May you face joy and happiness. And... We appreciate you being here with and us. And the next weekend, I believe, will be the Melanie Hope birthday it will celebration. Be the Melanie, oh, shh, Max is asleep. Don't let him hear that. You know what he did for Mother's Day? Oh, my gosh. And he's sitting near your he's feet. He's right oh on my feet, but I think he's God. asleep. Shh, hopefully he okay. doesn't hear this. Okay. Yes, next week is my birthday. And all I want for my birthday is for everybody to go out and vote. Not for Democrats. But vote, vote, vote. 
and we love you. Thank you so much for being here. We will see you next week. CounterCultureWise is a Stormcat production. Episodes of this program will be archived on our website, counterculturewise.com, and available immediately on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and everywhere good podcasts are found. If you would like to advertise on our show, we have a couple of fantastic packages to choose from. Contact us through our website to get started as soon as our next episode. You can also support our efforts by joining us on Subscribestar. We have several incentives and exclusives for patrons, so check them out. If you'd like to be a guest on our program, there's a form on our website for that, too. If you like our show, you'll love our merch. Stop by the store for exciting new products every month. Meanwhile, no matter how cruel the world around you may be, always remember the importance of kindness. Be kind to each other, be kind to animals, and be kind to yourself. See See you you next next week. week.